Patricia Kihoro. See what I did there? I'm a poet on the show, Kihoro. No. <laughs> so, um, Patricia Kihoro is a TV and radio person, mm-hmm. also like an internet person. Mm-hmm. How else would I describe you to people who don't know who you are? Um, I'm just this human being who's distracted by so many things that he tries out the newer and more cool, wonderful things that I find interesting. I love that. Distracted by all the things that you find interesting. I like that. You know, I'm probably going to steal that. Oh, don't steal it. He's patented. <laughs> and also one of my closest friends. Yes. So I'm so happy to have you here because, like, your voice is so sexy. And so is your face. Thank you. You know what happened? What? You were really born bad, this way. I, I had a really bad cough. Uh-huh. And you know when you have like a bad cough and a sore throat, and then you get that sexy voice, or that huskiness. Uh-huh. So I'm enjoying the tail end of it before it goes. So I'm so happy you called. Also, me. you just always sound like this. No. Mm-mm. Um. Also, guys, you guys can like tune into Patricia's show that airs every Sunday on Homeboys Radio. At what time? Eleven a.m. to one. PM. Yes, and she always sounds like this. Mm-mm-mm. I do not. <laughs> That's sweet. Even this last Sunday, guys are just like, Ish, Patricia, Ish. Your voice. What's going on with your voice? And I'm like, <laughs> I got a cold. I got a really bad cough, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, <coughs> uh, evidence. <laughs> and it's so painful. welcome to the show. Welcome to the spread. Thank you. We had recorded an episode once before, and then um, somehow the Lord lost it. Is that what happened? Yes. Oh. And it was such a good show. Yeah. We were in Mombasa. Ah, not in Mombasa, in Diani. Which and is in Mombasa? It's not actually. They're two complete. It's in Nukunda. Diani is in Nukunda. They're two completely different places. That area, generally, it's called Mombasa. It is the coast. It is, yeah. <laughs> and um, people <laughs> confuse it, actually. Mombasa is its own place. It's separated by a sea. Mombasa and, and Ukunda is separated by a whole ocean. An Indian one. <laughs> I don't think it's the whole of it. <laughs> I don't think the whole of it's no, no, just part of it. <laughs> oh gosh. And we had recorded an episode and then it got lost, but I'm happy to have you here because I always like to listen to your like every time we're having conversations, if I have a problem or if somebody else has a problem, I really like to hear your views. Really? Yeah, very much so. Oh, wow. I think you have very good um like I don't know how to say this but you have really good like just your way of placing people's problems and sort of like it's almost like a puzzle that you create a solution with and then it's like um what's this puzzle called the one that goes the Rubik's Cube the Rubik's Cube yeah you kind of have a Rubik's Cube the way I see it is like a Rubik's Cube way of solving people's problems wow so we get a lot of questions from you guys and i really try to answer them as much and as often as i can and um i'm really happy to have you here today because i just think this will be perfect so shall i jump right in let's go okay our first question i'm going to keep this person anonymous Mm -hmm. um hi guys i've been following you closely with the podcast i really love what you're doing facing and talking about the reality I have an issue and I hope you ladies can help me get better. Until last year in November, I knew that I was straight until I met a lady at my gym. Um, She hit on me and I was curious to try out. Um, She's a lesbian and she taught me a lot. I love the experience, the attention and her genuine love. Although to me it was fun, but she really loved. I'm, I'm trying to understand this email, so just forgive me if I make a mistake. Um, she found someone else last week and she told me about it. My heart crushed. I'm hurting because deep down I really loved her. How do I get by? How do I move on after such a heartbreak? I'm shattered because I still love her. Why is such a heartbreak worse than all the ones I've had before? Can you speak and address it if possible? Looking forward to your response. Okay. So I feel like the reason that she stated 
the fact that it's a same-sex relationship is that she may find because she said why such a heartbreak was it's like she finds that that just because it's a same sex that that might be the reason for like worse of a heartache right thoughts i think one because she wasn't expecting this this love this deep affection for this person her guards were down so i think possibly went deeper than all her previous relationships so it has nothing to do with whether it was same sex or not it just happens to be the space she was in and where she she allowed herself to go in this relationship and that's why it hurts so much because it was a genuine connection and a genuine love mm. that you know was loving and caring and giving generous she got As to experience Mm. got to experience things that she probably not she hadn't experienced before and I don't think it has anything to do with whether it was same sex or not because you know the way the email started I only discovered you know I knew I was straight up until last year mm. but I think going deeper into it it has nothing to do with that I think it's just because of how she let her guard down and that's why it seems harder could have happened with a guy if she had let her guard down mm. in the same way, mm. right? So I agree. It's it's funny that you say that because mm. just taking away from that, it feels like she obviously hasn't. She obviously has her guard up with like hetero quote unquote heterosexual relationships, and a lot of women do. Mm. It's it's a lot easier for me to. Um, have a more intimate conversation with my girlfriend, my best friend, before I have an intimate conversation. Like I'll have it with my girlfriend first before I have it with my boyfriend. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of how we're raised, and then also there's kind of like a fear that comes with relationships with men that we kind of learn from our fathers, like mm-hmm. fearing your father if there is a father figure in the house. So we always tend to have relationships with men that we have with our fathers. So if we grew up in a house where the man was strict then that's the kind of like fear-based relationships that we get into. Mm-hmm. So your mother is always your first love. As a child, you know, you suckle on her teeth, you you have a closer bond with a female mm-hmm. if you're raised with your biological mother. And so, of course, she the reason she's brought up sexuality, like you said, is because she thinks that it's because of her sexuality that the heartache is coming about. Mm-hmm. But honestly, t- it's not. It's just that you... You did, like Patricia said, you let your guard down and you allowed yourself to be. And I'm just hoping that you don't become one of these bitter lesbian women. And there's nothing wrong with your sexuality. But then don't then become one of those women that ends up breaking other women's hearts. Because it's the same thing with boys. The Mm -hmm. first time a girl breaks your heart, then you end up becoming like a quote-unquote asshole. (laughs) I don't know why I quote-unquote an asshole. It's just an asshole. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and like um just don't become the chick that then don't take the heartbreak hurt people hurt people yes. i keep saying that mm-hmm. and don't become the person that then goes into your next relationship and thinks that women suck oh mm. gosh this i mean especially first heartbreaks those are the worst Yo. and it sounds like she really was a part of something beautiful yeah you know like it was but the way in which this woman that she was in love with um, sort of broke up with her must hurt because it's not even about we didn't work out because we were incompatible. It's, you know, she was just told, I found someone else, I met someone. That has got to hurt. Yeah. In a, in a, in a you know, whether it's heterosexual or not. Or even whether it's romantic or not. It's just rejection. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, I found a new best friend. Exactly. You guy. Yeah. Con- I had those when I was a kid, and it yeah, hurt. I'm pretty sure I had one of those last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, those are, like, traumas that we continue mm. to, like, endure yes. in our lives. It's just, it's rejection. That's it's, what, it's rejection. Exactly. And then this one is, the. it's not even a rejection of, I just don't like you anymore. It's, I met someone, so you start thinking, are they better than me? Mm. What, what, what is this person giving the love of my life that I don't have? Mm. 
why don't I measure up? Why <laughs> did they really love me in the first place? Mm. So all these times we're just looking around for someone else. Mm. You know, you start asking yourself all these questions that, you know, hurt even more. It's like they make the pain escalate mm. even more. Because now it's not just losing this person mm. that you've had in your life for a while who you cared for and loved. But also now imagining them loving someone else. Mm. They're not giving mm. you that love. Sure. And that can really fuck you up, uh, first of all. Um, I, I, I can't compare it, like from a woman to a man but i can imagine like what it'll do when you start thinking about what it is that i don't have then that'll really fuck up your self-esteem there's nothing you can do like you can't go to work you can't walk down the streets thinking that and then worse off not knowing who the other person is and then mm. constantly just going through your mind like at the time we met at the gym is that mm. the same way that they met is that just like oh my gosh i'm so sorry it's horrible but i think i mean she asks why is this harder yeah to heal from yeah and i think it's really just because her guard was down and she was a a lot more vulnerable in this relationship and of course because you're open it's it's like it's like being burned yeah you can either get burned on the back of your hand or you can get burned in your mouth yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah. of course one is gonna hurt more More than the other Uh, and so that vulnerability and rejection getting over that is a lot more difficult but for me usually the way i've learned to look at it was you know getting the opportunity to have gone through a relationship like that right getting to be loved by someone like that and to love someone like that is a gift Mm. you know you sound so grown up jesus let me tell you how many heartbreaks (laughs) have i gone through Hmm. let me see and usually like I think it's good I'm here and I can say this out loud and have this recorded for posterity Mm. so that I can listen back to it in case I go through this again. Because every time I go through a heartbreak, of course it's excruciating. Because me, I'm also, like, I'm vulnerable and open in every relationship. Mm, Heart on sleeve. Like, heart on everything. Mm -hmm. I smear my heart everywhere. (laughs) Even my toes. Shake shake my hand. You guy, here is my heart. I will put it in your hair. (laughs) You know what I mean? So It's the new coconut oil. (laughs) (laughs) And and so heartbreak for me is excruciating every single time. And I'm always like, you know, the next thing I'm going into, I'm going to guard myself. That was me initially. Until I realized, that's just not who I am. When I'm with someone, I want to go all in. And I want to experience everything. I want to give them everything. Because that's the only way I will really fully enjoy love in me. I want to feel everything. Mm-hmm. And having... and I suppose if you give little, you get little. If you open the, the, the door of your heart like an inch, then that's the only, um, if that's the only amount of love that you're allowing out, then that's obviously the only amount of love that you're allowing in. Mm. And that's, that's no way to, to live. I can understand having to protect your heart so that you don't go through that pain where, you know, you break up with someone and you're like, eh, eh, I'm dying. Mm. I don't want to live anymore, you know? I don't mm. want to eat. And me, that's, yeah. When I'm heartbroken? That's the shit right there. I can't even work. I can't yeah. Mm. I mean, that's that's my fear of even being in relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can see the end. Like, at the beginning, and it's the worst thing. I'm, I read this, I don't know if you've read this book, Conversations with God. Of course. And um, um, they say that the opposite of love is fear. Mm. And it's just that, you you know, you like somebody, and then you tell them, I like you and immediately your next thought is oh my gosh they probably don't like me back mm-hmm. so you know you're, you're scared already mm-hmm. and then if they do come and say hey by the way I like you back you're only happy for like two seconds before it's just like oh my gosh it's gonna end and it's gonna end in heartbreak and I know what the heartbreak is gonna be like yeah. and that's the story of my life I think I live I think I live majority of my life in fear in that fear of heartbreak of and then I'm not gonna be able to function I'm not gonna be able to get out of bed I'm not gonna be able to work mm-hmm. and and in our profession, yeah. our work, like physically, I get up today and work equals our money. Yes. So if you don't work, you don't earn. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's fucked up. You know what I'm coming to, to, to learn? When I'm not 100%, I tend to isolate myself. 
Mm. Right? So I'll stay indoors. I don't want to see anyone. But then it's because the negativity also starts to compound in my head. So it's like, this person doesn't want to be with me. Even my friends probably just think I'm there. Mm. And, you, know, you know, like I'm just an annoying person. Yeah. Nobody wants to be around me. Then if I hang out with people, I'm that chick who's just depressed and, and nobody sad. wants to be with that depressed. And I don't everybody be knows down me as the fun person. Oh my God. Oh my God. So yeah. all these things compound and you're like, I'm yeah. just better off even in my house by myself. Let yeah. me just watch whatever movies and cry. And But then the last time I went through a breakup, which was, what, maybe three months ago? Mm. I, I think the one thing that I did different was just reach out. Right? I just, I called a friend. And then immediately, the one person I called was like, come over now. Like, don't bother about showering just come as you are just come just as you are you know mm. and you know it was different it was new and i was like no it's okay i think i'll just she's like no come now mm. and the reason she said come and she didn't come to me is because you know she's pregnant and blah 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 mm. so i was like okay fine and on my way there i called another friend i was like yo we just broke up and she listened to me the whole ride there. So, you know, at least I wasn't bawling and crying for an Uber guy. I was just mm. talking and talking and talking through it. And then by the time I got to my friend's house, you know, she just was there. She's like, what do you need? Whatever it is that you need, just say. So, I, you know, I went about a day with her. Mm. We'd be talking. We watched something. Then I start to cry. And she's just like, okay let it out and then when i told her i don't know if i can go home she's like stay here so i stayed there for 24 hours and base and her husband came home because she's married mm. and we hung out watched more stuff watched a movie talked um then the husband called a friend of his so we hung out the four of us and it was just nice to to sort of just it felt like i was being held by all these people Right. And then the next day, a guy who was a, just a platonic friend is like, yo, if you want to come over, because I didn't even tell him what was happening. I just said, I'm going through some life changes mm. and, you know, I've been in a bit of a funk. He's like, oh, OK, well, you know, if you want to come over and watch a movie and just talk or whatever, you're welcome to do it. And I told my friend and my friend is like, you know, go ahead, do it. It's, it's a friend. And I went and I had a wonderful time and there was a house party. And so I surrounded myself with people and I found myself healing so much faster. Like after that weekend, I felt so much better than I usually would. Because the last time I went through a breakup, it was two weeks in my apartment, not leaving, curtains closed, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out if today I'm going to get out of bed and make a cup of Mm -hmm. coffee. You know, so that was the difference that... Okay, so this relationship is done, but I have all these other wonderful relationships in my life. Plus, I have the capacity to make even more Mm. new ones. So I didn't question myself, which is what usually happens. Am I worth it? Am I good enough? Other breakups, yes. That I would go into a funk of um, questioning myself and my worth just because of this one person Mm. who has rejected me. And, you know, seeing myself through their eyes rather than seeing myself through my own eyes mm. you know so i would say to this person you know it sucks it's horrible it's heartbreak and that was just a lesson that was an experience that you were to learn from and maybe the next relationship that you go into you'll know that letting your guard down is going to allow such beautiful things into your life mm. it's going to open up your being to such a beautiful experience, whether with a woman, whether with a man, you know, learn that letting your guard down is what led to you feeling these things, mm. right? And then, you know, have courage in knowing that time heals. That's the one thing that I've learned in the depth of that heartbreak. It's like, I'm just like, you know what, six months from now, It'll I'm probably going to be like, <laughs> the time, you know, it's, relative Mm. so in whatever time it takes you're going to heal like that's definite Mm. that's a given Mm. it's a given time heals it's such a cliche line everybody but it's true 
But it's so true. There's yeah. people that I, like I'm thinking about three years ago, was a breakup I went through. Anyway, I thought, what's the point of life? What's mm. the point of even just, what, why am I wearing shoes then if this person mm. does not love me? Everything was so centered around them. And now I'm super excited for him to be getting married, mm. somebody that he found. We're friends. We're not necessarily best of friends, but... Mm. You found your... Looking back, I'm like, yo, I can't believe that during the breakup, I was like, I don't know if I'll ever love again. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm learning. It's like It's so interesting that you said that about this last breakup of yours. And I don't know... I don't even know what led you to make the decision to surround yourself with other people because especially if you're so used to that isolation like why this time is it because you didn't is it because you had gone through all of that disgusting yucky being alone breakup thing and then sort of decided that this is that you were going to approach it differently like from a sane point of view mm-hmm. or is it that you just made a phone call to a friend and, and it just sort of happened to work out accordingly it's because I made that phone call I chose actually you know what happened I was going to see my friend that day mm. I was going to pick up something from her mm. and the breakup happened I wasn't expecting it funny enough I was going to break up with a guy a couple of days before. Mm. The day before, actually. So we had planned to have dinner. And, you know, I was going to have a conversation with him and say, you know what, I don't feel like your friend is here. And we've been doing this for however long. You know, maybe it's just about time we call it quits. Mm. And then we do dinner. And it w- it went so great. And then we had a wonderful evening. We went out, hung out with our friends. And I was like... Maybe I was just jumping the gun, you know? Mm. Maybe I was just in this negative space, this negative, anxious space again. Maybe we're really, maybe we're cool. Mm. And then the next morning, he's the one who's like, so you remember that thing you said about us being always friends, like no matter what happens? And I was like, man, <laughs> you ain't, mm, are you, are you? I was like, I was, the, I was the one who was supposed I was just like, you are not, mm. I started laughing, actually. I remember sitting up and just looking at him and being like, you cannot be serious. Mm. And then, you know, we had the conversation. He left. And I thought I was fine. So I was calling my friend to tell her, hey. Wait, this happened in person? Mm-hmm. Oh. So I was calling my friend to tell her, hey. Um, so I'm coming to pick up this thing mm-hmm. that I was supposed to pick up. And she's like, Okay, cool. I'm leaving the house in about half an hour, but you can come in an hour. I'll be back. Mm. I was like, okay. And then I hung up. Mm. And then as I'm sitting there, I'm just like, I'm going to show up at her house and I'm going to burst into tears. Mm. I might as well tell her now. Mm. So I SMS, I WhatsApp her and I'm like, uh, by the way, so and so and I just broke up. And she's like, oh my God. Here I was thinking that you're just, oh my goodness. So she calls. Mm. And then she's like, Oh my goodness, how are you doing? Of course, I start crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, come. I, I won't even leave the house. You just mm-hmm. come. I won't even go. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, it's okay. And she's like, come now. She's like, let me shower. Don't even shower. Come now. And I'm like, let me shower. <laughs> Calm down, go. girl. Because <laughs> now I wanted to cry in the shower, you know? But mm-hmm. crying in the shower is also very therapeutic and and cathartic for me. And I got into the shower and the tears repeat come. Mm-hmm. But that's, so that, it, 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 it wasn't a conscious decision that I made to be like, I'm going to surround mm-hmm. myself with people. It just so happened that that it was. coincided yes, with, with that thing that was happening. Events that were planned for the day. And I remember that evening, she was like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go watch a movie? Mm-hmm. She lives close to the junction. So I was like, yeah, let's go watch a movie. Watch an animation called Sing. Mm-hmm. I cried. Because she was laughing. She's looking at me because it's, it's a musical. Tori yeah. Kelly is in it and then Tori Kelly sings me. I'm just yeah, like, oh my the God. End takes over. Then there's that gorilla and the dad. You guy, I cried. I cried. I cried. Like, I cried so much. I started laughing at myself. Because had anyone been around me, not mm. knowing what was going on, mm. had they 
watched me, they'd have been like, you guys, this movie is not that deep. Mm. It's not that deep. Why are you crying like that? You know? But I cried and it felt so good to just sort of cry mm. and experience all those things and also just be taken care of and have someone show how much they care about me that, you know, they're asking me, what do you need? What do you want? And that kind of just re reaffirmed that you know I'm valuable to someone even when I'm just feeling like shit. Mm. You know, and that's another thing. Maybe you just need to, you know, the person who wrote in. Maybe you just need to also reach out to your friends and have them remind you that you're dope, mm. with or without this person. Mm. And then also remember you were fine before this person came along. Mm. And they don't define you exactly. And you can be fine without them. Mm. And to just take the experience that that was love and be loved and be careful and to let your guard down and be vulnerable in a relationship let that be a beautiful thing mm. let that be that thing let that be a strength you know not yeah. many people um, are able to open their hearts that much to to anyone yeah yeah, yeah so let it be a str- take it into your next relationship i mean my biggest fear for her is that she that after this that she'll close off because this is her first I'm I see it as a first love and a first breakup but only because it's her first same sex relationship so even though it may not be significantly pointed towards the fact that it's same sex it kind of is still it's going to be her first same sex relationship and she's kind of always going to remember it that way and it's mm-hmm. the first girl that I ever dated and this is she broke my heart mm-hmm. and um I'm I mean if you think about the first guy that you ever dated, if you've ever dated a guy, then it's possible that there was heartbreak involved there as well. So just give. <laughs> it's so mm. hard to tell somebody to give when it's when there's nothing to give, you know. Yeah. But then I think I think my advice would be to give, like uh, not necessarily in that way. It would just be, don't be afraid to give, you know. Mm. Don't be afraid to open your heart to people because not everybody is trying to sleep with somebody else there are people out there who are actually have good intentions there is going to be somebody out there who's going to love you entirely for who you are yeah. so when I hope thank you for sharing yes. <laughs> it's so good to hear that it's so good to hear other people's views um i definitely know that you know if going through a similar experience to hear somebody's um point of view that differs it always helps so Thanks for that. Appreciate it. I'm going to go into the next question. I met this guy. Let's call him Pat. He's a wonderful man. 80% of all the checks in my boxes. He's kind and respectful and funny and absolutely arousing. He gives the most mind-blowing head and he eats the the groceries too. Win. He seems open to exploring in the bedroom so far and honestly, he's the best sex of my life. Here's the problem though. He's tiny. I come from penetrative sex with him, but it's not that deep, feel feel his dick inside me days later kind of sex. You know the kind of sex where his first stroke takes your breath away, surprises you at how deep it is? So because of this, I always meet up with another guy, John, for sex after sex with Pat. Sex is average at best with John, but he's huge. If only to feel the satisfaction of being filled. Uh Haha, see what I did there? The big question, should I bring up the addition of toys in the bedroom with Pat? Shall this affect his sexual performance as the reason is my dissatisfaction? Is there a proper way to address this? This is very interesting because she already said the best sex of my life. Yeah. Hello. So this is not the... First, let's start by saying this is not the best sex of your life because the best sex of your life doesn't need um, to be having sex with another person necessarily that is true yeah yes actually yeah if you're having the best sex of your life trust me you're not even thinking about is he meeting me it's going so well because now he's giving you something that you're not getting Mm. if the best sex of your life is not fulfilling you completely then it's great sex but not the best sex of your life yeah you know i said that iffily (laughs) and i said it iffily because i i kind of understand where she's coming from Uh in the sense that um, 
So I identify as in a relationship situation as polyamorous. Okay. Which means I like to date more than one person at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I also, in, in polyamory, I don't mind my partner dating more than one person at the same time. So I identify as poly. So um, in my past relationship, current, past, current, depending on when this podcast airs. <laughs> 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 um, I, I am, <clears throat> and I've had this conversation with my partner. I'm gonna say partner just for the like I, for the lack of a better term. So I've had this <clears throat> conversations with, I've had conversations with my partner where we've talked about um, multiple sexual partners, and in a polyamorous situation, you have to be really open with your situations and open with like the different people that you're sleeping with. And even though my partner is honestly the best sex I've ever had, I actually just don't mind having other sexual partners as well. And I feel personally like it helps with the sex with the partner. You have like two side eyes. You have five side eyes. It's called peripheral vision. Hey, you got Like a chameleon. My eyes are just to go like this. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just to say that, and it has, honestly, it's not a size thing like this girl over here. It's mm. just that. I just, and it's something that I realized very, very recently in my life that I actually enjoy having multiple partners. And I'm not afraid of my partner having multiple partners as long as we are completely honest about it all. And that's the thing about being polyamorous or being in a non-monogamous relationship is that you have to be completely honest with all of the people that you're being intimate with, that you're having crushes on, that you're sleeping with. If you're not sleeping with them, that you're kissing, you have to be completely honest with it. And I find myself just really comfortable in a non-monogamous relationship. And that's, uh, and it sounds like she would be too. Okay, maybe that's maybe okay. So maybe that's a thing where you feel a certain way. You feel that this is what you need, but you still, you just don't know that it exists or what to call it, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. because you've only Which known box one to thing, put it in, yeah. Yeah, because you've only known one thing, or you've been taught one thing. Anything that falls outside of that, you feel is wrong. And I feel like that's one of the things that we have to sort of figure out um, in the society that we live in so that we don't necessarily live our lives feeling that because I don't, I don't subscribe to what the community or society that I've grown up in, um, you know, subscribes to, then whatever the, I'm feeling and doing is wrong. Mm. So I have to question it all mm. of my life and live my life thinking that I'm just doing wrong things mm. or I'm living in sin or and that's the thing for me that you know it carries into everything when it comes to standards of beauty kids growing up thinking that the norm is to look like this flawless mm. your eyes looking like this not a pimple in sight yeah. not a blemish in sight not mm. a stretch mark not a anything because those are the images they are being shown yeah. so they grow up thinking look at my stretch mark look at my cellulite something mm. wrong with me so i think that carries into even our relationships and our sexuality and our orientation and our religions everything that we're taught because everything that we know is taught yeah actually. yeah there's yeah. no one who just is born into this life and it's ingrained with their dna mm. that this is how it's supposed to be <laughs> they will love in this way or mm. but that's a conversation for another day in this particular case She's enjoying something beautiful with this one man, but he's not fulfilling her mm -hmm. in a particular way. She says it, she spells it out. She needs to feel like a man is filling her, right? And for me, I would question, would she be open to speaking to her person and maybe, you know, bringing in things into the bedroom with this guy that will fill her? Do another partner, another partner, mm. and then you know, so that there's no lying, there's no sneaking behind, sneaking around, there's no deception. Because for me, as long as you're open, that's that flies. 
So if there's deception in having to, if this is not a conversation she can have with her partner, where she has to link up with John yeah. on the sly, mm. then there's something wrong. Yeah. If she's able to open up a conversation with Pat mm. and say, yo, Pat, I love us. I love who we are mm. as a couple, as a unit. I love who we are in the bedroom. But there's this thing that I feel I'm not getting. And it's not something that you can change about you. Mm. Um, and it's can you imagine how hard that conversation in Nupan is to have <laughs> with your partner? Like, so, so let's like hypothetically have this conversation. Mm-hmm. You're Pat. <laughs> Coincidentally, <laughs> exactly. I am Pat. <laughs> so, um. I love you. Mm-hmm. I love the relationship that we have. Mm-hmm. You check. You can't say 80% of my boxes to your partner. You have to be like, you check most of my boxes. But if you're honest, you can say that. I because suppose. What's the re- it's not but 80% realistic. is like, you, how do you even start to count 80%? You know what I, I mean? mean? Those are not the words you use. Yeah. But, you know, you can't be telling a guy, you sold everything to me but no yeah you don't say everything but mm. but like um 80 is also i find like it could be a bit demeaning okay. so if you say you know you check like your your you check most of my boxes you're everything i could want in a partner aside from these are the challenges <laughs> i feel that you are facing uh so my only problem is pat <laughs> that uh you know um my super-sized tampon <laughs> is slightly bigger than your penis. And I'm See, having more fun there than I am with you. That is just cold. I know. I'm just like, I'm literally, I can't, okay. Oh, my gosh. I dated a man who had a really tiny penis. And I got really frustrated one day because we were trying to have sex standing up. And his penis couldn't reach my vagina. So... Uh, I got really mad and I actually stormed off. I stormed off on him and I went into the bad bedroom and I banged the door and I think I even started crying. It was very dramatic, right? And he came and was like, what's wrong? Your penis is too small. That is exactly what I said. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That is exactly what I said and it broke him. Of course it did. But I had, I, I honestly didn't know, like, because... Not like, it's not like, you can go, there's an inflator. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, they are, they are, yeah. But it's just like, we had been dating for a long time. It's something that I'd been struggling with a long time. The sex was great. Um, By a long time, how long is long time? So we were together for three years. Oh. Yeah. But maybe in, like, after the first year is when I was just like, it was just one of those days. We we were living together, so we had come home from the hang, and then we were just, like, all over each other on the staircase. And then staircase. many of them like, flipping pages. Yeah. <laughs> we were like making out on the staircase. And then we kind of, because we lived at the top floor of an apartment block, and we kind of decided that we were going to have sex on in the staircase outside. Like anybody could could open the door and find us. Like I one of those. I remember coming things. to visit you. <laughs> it is possible. Okay. So, you know, one of those, like I kind of lift, I was wearing a short skirt, and I, I bent over and I lift my skirt. And then he kind of tried to put his penis inside me, and then it didn't reach. It just mm-hmm. didn't reach. Like, it penetrated through my butt cheeks, but it <laughs> didn't reach into the vagina because it was too small. And I w- got mad. I stormed up into the house. I banged the door. I went into the bedroom. I banged the door. I was so upset. He's like, what's up? And I honestly, that conversation for what's up took so long. I was like, I can't tell you. And he knew what I was saying because yeah. obviously we, we, we didn't have sex in the staircases planned. So he knew what I was saying. Yeah. What's wrong? I'm like, I can't tell you. Yeah. It'll kill you. I can't. He knew. He just wanted yeah. me to say it so that he, we could have a reason, I guess, to have a fight. Yeah. I was like, your penis is too small. And then it's really hard. It's really hard. No pun. Like, absolutely no pun. To tell somebody that they're. How do you begin? I think the best way to have a conversation with somebody who you think. who you think's penis is too small is not to tell them. It's just to say the things that you would prefer as the things that. as opposed to the things that you don't like. I've had to have two conversations with two previous. Oh, pray tell. How did that go? The first one, it's not because of size. 
I just stopped being attracted to him. And initially, I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought maybe my hormones were out of whack. And until I went on a retreat, this is maybe a year. This is like two years. Almost two years of us dating. And I went away on a retreat. And while I was there, I was really attracted to this one person. And, you know, I go back home and I tell them, I tell this guy, yo, you know what? Actually, it's your Mimi. Mm. It's not me. It's Coco. <laughs> Come to find that. Um, and I had to be really honest and say, you know, while I was away, I was attracted to someone else. So I know that, you know, my libido is still there. We talked about it. And if you're not, if the thing, the reason I was able to, to be as honest as possible with him is because I trusted him. And I trusted that even though what I had to say w- would be hurtful, because of course I had to think about it and be like, do I really want to tell him that? But I, I really wanted to fix us. I wanted us to be okay because I really loved this guy, you know? And I figured if this is coming up now and eventually we might start talking about getting married and whatnot, surely this might come up again. Uh-huh. Surely <coughs> no I want to be with this. Lucas, you are a very naughty child. But, you know, so we had the conversation and he said, yo, this is really hard to hear, but thank you so much. You know, what do you need? How can we fix this? And I was like, we talked about it. And six months later, unfortunately, we broke up. Because mm. it was six it months had... of trying. Really? And eventually I was just like, I'm getting to a space where I'm tempted to cheat. And this is somebody that I love and respect so much mm. that cheating is not an option. Mm. I can't. But if I'm not getting what I need... And I don't understand why I'm not attracted to him anymore, even though I want to be. It got to a point where he touches me and I'm just like... Repulsed. Yeah, and but and it was such a conundrum because I loved him so much. Mm. And we used to spend a lot of time together, regardless. We were friends before we started dating. He had really pursued me. And I really, really cared about him. And I knew he had my back. I had his mm. back. You know, it was like a beautiful relationship. We knew my folks... My folks liked him. You know, we were talking about being serious and taking things to the next level. But I was 22. So I chalked it down to maybe I'm just young and restless. And later in life, I got to realize that, I mean, I was an artist. He had been employed for a while. And I think I was just like, this guy doesn't seem to be motivated to do anything more than this job. Mm. He's not thinking about entrepreneurship. He's not thinking about traveling the world. He's not He's not driven in the way that I am. Like, I'm a risk taker. You know, at the time, I was just like, I'm going to sing. I'll I'm going to do anything. Act. I'll do it all. If I need to get on a ship and travel to wherever and be a singer on a ship, I could do it. Mm. And he was just so safe. And I loved that about him. I was like, this, this man will also be a good husband eventually. But maybe I'm just too young at this time. And that's what I realized later down the road. But, you know, I had to break up with him because I didn't want to hurt him. I didn't mm. want to be the reason behind, you know, putting him through a lot more pain through deception and cheating and whatnot. And then the second time I had to have that conversation, I found out it really was because the sex was just good. Mm. You know, in the beginning it wasn't, but then steadily it just declined. One, because, you know, size-wise, he was a little challenged. But I didn't think that was so much of a problem because initially in the relationship, it was great. So even that was 11 months of dating. And by the time we were breaking up, it was a conversation of, yo, this is not working out, is it? But by then, trust me, I had gone into, so the bedroom is not working. Can we, what can we try? Do you want to try this? Do you want to try this? You know, I spoke to him about things which I knew would, even for him, would be a stretch. But I had to try because I wanted to make it work. Because I saw a future. And by the time we were breaking up, we'd been planning a trip to his home country, Mm. somewhere else, Mm. to, you know, 
Ze wilde het, het aan de gonna be a holiday, but also just be a vacation. Mm. It was a painful breakup because he ticked all the boxes. He he was good to me. I was good to him. We enjoyed each other's company. We were inseparable. We did things together. We tried out new things together. We traveled together. We were practically living together, to be honest. My dad used to make fun of me, and my folks used to make fun of me all mm. the time because I'd say, anytime they'd call, I'd be like, I'm here. And they're like, oh, you're there, eh? Mm. Yeah. You're there a lot, you know? Mm. And, you know, it, it was one of those things where it would have been perfect except there was just this one aspect that wasn't ticking the boxes. And later, in retrospect, I see that I felt very restricted in this relationship with this person because he was very straight and narrow. And I mean, I enjoy having a little bit of fun mm. once in a while, being a little playful, playful, reckless, not necessarily planning everything. Yeah, adventurous. Being able yeah. to indulge in some vices every once in a while without feeling like I'm being judged. Mm. And, and without the guilt. And it wasn't yeah. even that serious, surely. Yeah. You know, like, it was nothing serious. It's not like I wanted to do drugs or whatever. Mm. But, you know, but I, it did feel like there was someone who's just looking at me. And if they didn't approve, it yeah. would be a thing. Even though he didn't outwardly show me that. And that's when I realized that I was starting to be less and less attracted to him in that way. So sometimes you have to make a painful decision, have a painful conversation, and be just grown up and adult about it and mm. like, okay, so is this gonna work or not i think especially because if this guy is checking 80 percent of your boxes then it seems like something that's going to be a life like a it's a life decision from the way that your question sounds it seems like something that you're going to end up spending the rest of your life in mm. now before you go into a job if you get hired they give you a contract if the contract checks 80% of your boxes and there's other things that you don't, you're not completely satisfied with, it's not like you tell the, your lawyer to overlook them. You tell your lawyer to go through it and then you make a decision and sort of try to reach a middle ground with your employer mm. on your contract mm. because you're going to spend, and with, with employment, it's not long term. Mm. It's not like friendship, it's not like love, it's not like marriage. Yeah. So with this relationship, my advice is, that whatever it is that you think that you need to add into the bedroom to make your sex life more pleasurable, um, first of all, I don't believe that any any human being, if, if this man is click is ticking 80% of your boxes, I think you're doing so much better than so many of us already. Yeah. But then if it's something that you think you're going to struggle with, if, if for example, you don't, what was John? John is his name, the side hustle. Mm. I think if you're not interested in having sexual relations with John anymore, then you should definitely have a conversation with Pat about how to fix the things in the bedroom. It's very important, w with or without John. If you do want to continue having relations with John, then I think maybe a conversation about having a non-monogamous relationship with your partner is something that you can have. I always throw this in because I always feel like it's necessary. It's not for everybody. In fact, it's for very few people. And with the, with the non-monogamy conversation with your partner, you have to remember that it's reciprocated. So if you want to have an extra partner, remember that it's open for your partner to be able to have an extra partner as well or extra partners or whatever, however it works. Mm -hmm. So I... This is my my final word. How about you? Is this is Pat somebody that you want to make a lifelong commitment with? If yes is your answer, you have to realize that lifelong commitments are not easy. Hard work also does not necessarily mean it's like shit. Hard work you could, it could be hard work that you're okay putting in, you know? If 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 you love to be a musician, Singing and being in studio, working nights and you know late nights and what, that's work, but you enjoy it and it's something that you're happy putting in the work. So if you're with somebody that you want to be with, difficult conversations, as much as they're difficult, you will want to have them because your end goal is to to make sure everything can be smoothed out. So you you there's bumps on the road, there's potholes, you just go fixing them, you go overcoming them. 
if Pat is someone you want to be with and you want to be with for life, you need to be honest. And John is also somebody you want to be with in your life, then you have to be honest with both also of them. honesty at the end of the day. Yeah, because I think with cheating, with numerous partners, the one thing that hurts the most is the fact that somebody's lying. Yeah. And most times you will find that someone will be much more receptive to a difficult conversation than they will be to deception. Mm-hmm. So be honest, but think about what it is that you want. Yeah. And what it is that you would also want from them. Are you okay thinking that Pat is out there maybe not getting everything that, that he needs in another woman? Is, tra- is finding it from someone else. Mm. Would you be okay with that? Mm. Would an honest conversation between the both of you be okay? Would you then be like, okay, fine. If if I have room to get this from John and you have room to get that from mm. uh, then Benina, let's do it. Yeah. Then you're cool. As long as you're Polyamory. having an open and honest conversation about whatever it is that you're going through, great. If you feel like Pat would be upset, ditch John, figure out how to get full thrilled. Mm. No, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> very clever. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Eh? Eh? What do you say your wine? Fantastic. Oh, I'm very punny. Oh, I can see. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions or any queries, please be sure to write to us. Um, the spread Kenya at gmail.com. And of course, follow us on all of our social. We have changed our name to the spread pod. And you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, So I just wanna lay down my body and just expose myself to you, oh baby.